Welcome to All in the Library, a podcast where two librarians talk about books with other librarians, students, teachers, and hopefully a few authors along the way. I'm Leslie Nicholson, a middle school librarian. I'm Debbie Sewell, a high school librarian. So without any further ado, let's get started with our first episode. So in this episode, we talk to Venetia Ford, an elementary school librarian, about her favorite children's book. Venetia, what you got for us? Well, I am going to talk to you today about Not Quite Snow White. Now, this book is written by Ashley Franklin, and it is illustrated by Ebony Glenn. And this actual book was published in July of 2020. I like recent ones. That's awesome. Tell some more. Okay, well, I really feel like I identified with this book because um, the main character in the book wanted to be in the Snow White play that her school was producing. But um, when she told her friends about it, some of the people in her class thought that she couldn't be Snow White because they felt that she was too chubby and that she wasn't white and that, you know, they just went there on a whole long, long laundry list of why they felt that she shouldn't be Snow White. And I really identify with this character because I remember feeling like this. I grew up in the 80s and I um, always went to schools that were predominantly white. And so I just remember there were times that I felt like I wasn't as accepted because of social norms at that time. So this book really stood out to me. And when I read it to my students and, you know, we kind of talked about it and dialogue back and forth, um, I just kind of listened to some of the things that they said and maybe not that particular situation, but certain things where they felt like maybe they were trying to try out for a soccer team and it was all boys, or they wanted to be on the dance team and it was all girls. So, you know, we you can have lots and lots of conversations, um, I think, when you introduce your students to this book. Oh, this sounds so good for students nowadays. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Who do you think should read this book? Well, I think that everyone should read it because I really feel like it teaches acceptance and it teaches empathy about other students that may not look like you. So, um, you know, what, where people kind of like what you just said, it really lets people see, oh, okay, well, I didn't really think of it like that. And uh, I just really feel like a lot of people will be able to identify with this. Well, thank you. Where can we find this book? Now, this particular book, um, we have it in our school library. Um, I also saw that you could rent it, you could uh, check it out from the public library, and it's also digital on the Sora app and on the Kindle app. Have you um, have you looked at it on Sora by any chance? I have. I actually read this on one of my read alouds last year during. Um, the, you know, during the pandemic where kids were at home. Uh -huh. And uh, what I like to do is I have it on the screen so that the kids can actually see it on the screen. And then I read the actual book here just because my eyes are older. So it's, it's easier for me to see it in the book, but I like the kids. Like when I'm doing my read alouds, they can look at it on the screen. Well, see, and I love that too, because you know, when you go old school and we sit with, with the little kids in the reading circle, and you've got the book held and you're holding it up and not mm -hmm. everybody can see it. So the exactly. fact that these are on Sora and you can put it up on that big screen and see those gorgeous pictures. I, I love it. I just was wondering if you had gotten a chance to, to see that one. So that's really. Yes. Cool. 
And it looks really good on the screen. It really does. So you could do it as a read aloud in your library where you put it on the big screen or if you wanted to Zoom with your kids at a different time, they can also see it on your screen. And it's great. Well, I'm going to suggest this to our Diversify the Narrative book club um, because they go and read to some elementary students. And I think this would be a perfect selection for them to read to some of the elementary schools. So I'm going to suggest that. Um, thank you so much for that suggestion. Yeah, I love it. So, so Leslie, you want to move next. on to you? Okay. I am up next. So um, I'm actually part of a group called uh, a committee for Texas, um, for the Texas Library Association. It's called the Spirit of Texas. And we um, get a lot of books that get sent to us. And this is one of the books that got sent to us. It's a Texas has a Texas connection. So the book that I am um, talking about is The Inheritance Games. It's written by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. So this is a book that I would say definitely more of your middle school kids and high school. Um, when I looked it up in like a Kirkus review, it got 14 and up. But as I've read it, I, I haven't found anything that I would find challenging um, at all. So I, so I talked to some of the other librarians and they all said that this definitely could be in middle school. Um, and the, um, so oh, it was published last year in September, 2020. So it's a, it's a newer book. Um, and we can get it in Sora. That's how I'm reading it or just about finished it. Um, I have it as a digital book right now. No, an audiobook. I'm listening to it. Um, and I really am enjoying it. I love, I love audiobooks constantly, you know, got a book I'm listening to, got a book on my Kindle. Um, so let me tell you about this book and why I picked it. It is a mystery thriller. So that's my jam. Love mystery. Love a good page turner. And it's, it's really, and reminds me of those in that same kind of vein, like a good girl's guide to murder by Holly Jackson or One of Us is Lying by Karen McManus, which yeah. if you didn't know about that, it's it's so, such a good book. I mean, I see the eighth graders walking around with it constantly, but Peacock has it. They picked, they have made it into a series, so it's going to be out in October. Really? Um, because um, my students in ninth and 10th, even 11th, love that book as well. Oh, so yeah. I would have to recommend Absolutely. your selection. Yeah. And it's uh, Peacock has got it coming out. So, uh, you know, you know they, they didn't put it on NBC for a reason. So there's probably some greediness to it. Um, but, you know, what? who doesn't love it when they take a, a book and they make it into a movie or a series? And, you know, when they do that, because when that happens and it's popular, you can't keep the book on the shelf. Oh, so definitely. It's a great way to that kid that comes in, they want that book and they're looking for it and you don't have it, but you can give in you can give them other ideas, right? Well, if you like that book or you've heard about that book, you might like this one and then get them kind of into that. So the thing about the Inheritance Games, it opens up with this main character who names Avery Grams. She's talking about um, the very, like the very few first chapter is about her sitting there. She's playing games, talking about games with her mom that she used to play. And then she's playing chess with a homeless man. And it really kind of sets the stage. I kind of felt, you know, that we're, you know, the inheritance games, we, this is going to be, this is going to be some twisty turny stuff. So we learn as it kind of goes open that Avery's is poor. I mean, like live in your car poor, but mm -hmm. you know, she's got a plan. She's going to graduate. She's, she's going to graduate high school with college credit already. She's going to get a scholarship to go to UConn. Um, but this plan completely gets scrapped when she's visited at her school by Grayson Hawthorne, who comes to tell her that she has to come 
on a private plane that he's going to fly her to Texas um, to go to the reading of a will for his grandfather, Tobias Hawthorne. And she's got absolutely no clue who he is or why she's being included in anybody's will. Um, so she does, she goes, she gets on a plane with her older sister, Libby, who has basically been her guardian for the last few years because her mom died and her dad's out of the picture. So they go to Texas and, uh, you know, love that Texas connection because um, <laughs> where else are you going to find sprawling mansions, but in Texas. So uh, at the reading of this will, Avery finds out that Tobias Hawthorne has given his four grandsons, his two daughters, and a few of his loyal employees a bit of his fortune. But Avery gets the billions of dollars and she gets the house. Yeah. And um, of course, this opens her up to a lot of scrutiny. Like, you know, who are you? Why are you taking our money? And she's getting death threats. And as crazy as that sounds, it gets crazier because in order for her to really figure out why she has been the person picked to inherit the money, she has to kind of go through all these puzzles and she's finding clues that lead her to something else that lead her to another place. And so the whole book is constantly following these different clues. So if you like kinds of things like that, it's great. And I love Jennifer. Um, I love her, uh, her Jennifer Lynn Barnes. I love her other book series, like the naturals. It's another mystery thriller. I couldn't put down, flew through those books. Now I'm flying through this one because not only do we have the inheritance games, it's part of a trilogy, the next one I'm waiting for is the Hawthorne Legacies. So I uh, can't wait to get going on that one. So I hope that uh, interested you. And uh, oh, yeah. yes, I'm reading that I, now. I, yeah, <laughs> I like both of those. I, I like exact. I definitely like the premise of the in, inheritance games. It is. It's a great premise. It's, it's good. I, I do like it. Um, but yeah, so Debbie, tell us a little bit about your book that you have selected. And why did you select it? Okay, so I picked Pride, a Pride and Prejudice remix, and the author's name is E.B. Zaboy, and I looked that up on teachingbooks.net because you can find out how to pronounce author's names. She's super cool, and she was born in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and she, I think she lives in New York right now, and this is, uh, the reason I picked this book is because it's a remix, of course, of the Mm -hmm. traditional Pride and Prejudice story, and that is one of my all-time favorite books. I just love that story. I think Jane Austen is brilliant. And I do think that E.B. There's so (laughs) many books out there that people have adapted from Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Yes. And E.B. Zaboy's remix is sharp, cutting edge. It's set in a gritty uh, suburb of New York, a very diverse suburb of New York called Bushwick. And um, they're a family, of course. They have five daughters, and Zuri, I mean, she's like the Elizabeth character, and she's the uh, one that's telling the story, so it's from her perspective, and they live in kind of a poor um, housing apartment complex kind of thing, and there's some rundown buildings, but they're getting kind of gentrified in this area, and so the rich uh, Darcy family moves across the street next you know, uh, and they fix up this house, have a pool, you know, and they have two gorgeous sons, of course. Of course. And uh, her older sister, Janae, yeah, that's the Jane character, of course, is falling in love. So there's some twists to it. Like they've never gone to college and it goes into, they've never really left New York City. And so it goes into some of those things that are happening when an area of the world is being 
gentrified and mm-hmm. the, the, the struggles and the trauma that is a moving and growing in that kind of situation. It does follow the um, Pride and Prejudice story, but in a modern, contemporary, diverse way. And that's I what I really, yes, yeah. I really liked it. The author, um, as I said, it was published in New York and it's published by Bowser and Bray, which is an imprint of Harper Collins. And I think anyone who has uh, read Pride and Prejudice or knows that kind of story. Um, I mean, I love the Kira Knightley um, movie version of it, but there's so many different versions. So uh, I think anyone who's read that or seen that, but want a contemporary spin on it with really more modern characters that we can relate to, I think would really enjoy this book. So I hope everyone, and to find it, of course, it's in uh, our library here at AHS. It's in the public library, but it also can be found on our Sora app, which is nice digitally. So I think that's how I read it as well. So I hope everyone will check out um, Pride, uh, a Pride and Prejudice remix by E.B. Zaboy. So I'm just curious, am I not a good librarian if I've never read Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> Well, oh, uh, oh, God. No, I feel like I've got to go get the book and read it. Ooh. Well, the first line is, you know, I'm very, very famous. So um, referring to all men are in want of a wife. You know, it's very tongue in cheek and very, she's very witty. But of course, it was written in the, really, the late 1800s. So, you know, it could be more complex for some of our modern students to read because mm-hmm. the language is different. But I think it, it transcends all time. Just the story really does. And the dialogue is so witty. If you've watched any of Ted Lasso, has anyone watched it? Oh, that's a great show. Tons of Emmys the other night. Um, the dialogue in that is just brilliant. So is. Jane Austen has wonderful dialogue and so does E.B. Zavoy. So I recommend it highly. So have you recommended that one to your to your students, Debbie? Like, have Oh, any yes, I've had tons of students. And I actually have students after that sometimes uh, read the original then. They want to read Oh, the yeah, so they should kind of see what it was based upon. Yeah, so it's very interesting that they'll they'll go and read it. And then once they read one of her books, they'll try to read more of them. And oh. then they want to read uh, like Jane Eyre by Bronte. You know what I'm saying? They'll move mm-hmm. on to some of those yeah. other, which is really interesting. That's cool. Well, you know, that's like a great that. um, in-depth look at some titles for people to be on the lookout for. And um, I think I hear the bell. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's the sound of our bell. All right, ladies, let's get ready for a lightning round. All right, we can take out a pen and paper. Do people still actually use pen and paper? Uh, whatever you take notes on. Uh, get ready to write down some amazing titles as we spew them out in a timed competition. So the way that this will work is each librarian has 30 seconds to book talk as many books as they can in 30 seconds. And the one with the most is the winner. Yay. Okay. What do we win? You win absolutely nothing. <laughs> but it's fun. So let's, let's go ahead and get started. So Venetia, I okay. have on my phone here, I have 30 seconds. And when I give you the go ahead, you start Spewing as many as you can. I like that word today. I'm saying it a lot. Spew. Spew. All right. So you ready to go? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Start. Okay. Uh, I like the legend of rock, paper, scissors, where we learn about how rock, paper, and scissors all came together to have uh, monumental battles to figure out, you know, who was going to be the winner. They battled all of these other different types of household 
um, things before they actually found one another. And when they found each other, it was magical. And um, they wanted to battle and battle and battle. Um, oh, another no. Oh my yes. gosh! Oh my <laughs> one, one, Venetia, one point yes. for Venetia. I was about to do one more. <laughs> I talked too long. I, I'm, I'm I, I know, I know what you mean. Okay, 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 so, Leslie, you're right. right. I'm back up to thirty seconds, and we are. I'm okay. I'm good. All right, Al Capone does my shirts by Jennifer Chalkendine. I can't say her name. When Moose Flanagan's father takes a new job as an electrician and prison guard on Alcatraz Island in the middle of San Francisco Bay. Moose decides that he has to deal with his classmates, find out, find him more than a bit weird. He's weird. He also clashes with his mother over the care of his sister, Natalie, who's autistic. In 1935, this condition hadn't even been identified. Um, but they do uh, reach, um, I've already lost my place. Let's go to Tail Despero by Kate. Kate, wow, my notes are terrible. Nori, oh, look at me. Uh, I, okay, you guys, is not an I only got one. I only got one. Okay. 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 Let's see what you do, Debbie. Let's oh see. Okay. It's my turn. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? You're going to start I, timing me? I think from now we're going to move it up to 60 seconds. You can barely get, look how fast I was talking. Unless I, know. I know. I was thinking the I same know. thing. I mean, you were okay. really talking fast. We're going. We're going. All right. Okay. Ready? 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 Okay. With the, go. Okay. With the fire on highs by Elizabeth Acevedo and Amoni Santiago is the main character. She loves to cook Dominican recipes from her grandmother. Unfortunately, she got pregnant in ninth grade. And so now she's trying to become a great chef, but she has to take care of her abuela and her baby. So read it. It's great. The next one, one of my favorite books of all time, Salt to the Sea by Ruta Sepetis. I think that's how you pronounce her name. I looked it up five times and I tried, but it's World War II and all of these Prussia, thousands of refugees are trying to escape the Russians. Done. Oh, it's so good. But you got one. <laughs> Debbie, I think you're the winner. I mean, you can pat yourself on the back because that was one and a half. Yeah, that was one awesome. and a half. Awesome. So we awesome. did. We heard from Venetia. Your title was what? My title, the one that I liked was The Legend of Rock, Paper, Scissors. I love it. Uh, mine was Al Capone does. What was my one? I've already forgotten what the title <laughs> I think he presses his shorts. shirts. Yeah, my shirts, my shirts. Yeah. And, Debbie, and mine was with the fire on high by Elizabeth Acevedo and Salt to the Sea by Rudis Sepetus. Salt to the Sea. Great, great. great it's a great, great story. Great. I, I, so, you, you know, just by saying World War II would automatically get kids. They, you know, they flock. They want to read about it. So, um, yes. but thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Um, check out our next episode when we get a chance to interview Jared Amato, the... Um, creator of the project lit movement uh the project lit community um so don't forget put that phone down and pick up a book thanks for tuning in